What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Cloud with you here on the New Vision Podcast. We're finally doing it. We're finally starting Mark uh, for the companion podcast series that's going to go along with our sermon series. We actually started last Sunday, was week one, of Action Required, going through the book of Mark. And so hopefully that's uh, what we're going to do here on this podcast is be a companion to that. Hopefully you're going to uh, church on Sundays and hearing the the sermons for yourself. Uh, But I think one of the goals we set as a church is that by the end of this, we're going to be in the book of Mark all the way up to Easter. At the, when this is all said and done, we hope you're, you know, experts uh, in the book of Mark that you you just there's so many resources. We've got the sermons, we have these episodes digging into scripture. And maybe some of the things that the sermon misses, we're going to we're going to catch those up. I know there's other reading plans, memory verses, there's all sorts of options for you to start off your New Year's strong. And so let's dig into that today before we do the whole verse-by-verse thing. Um, there's been some talk for a while about maybe providing some extra resources. When we do a, a, a book study, especially through a gospel, one of the most common questions is, why are there four gospels, right? The the gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? The first four books of your New Testaments. And so why are there four? And we've addressed this a little bit in the past, but, you know, I think today and, and pro- probably in the future, there might be some more opportunities to kind of dig into this question about what theologians refer to as the fourfold gospel. So in other words, gospel is, there, there's four of them, but there's one gospel story, right? There's four accounts but it only happened once. And this is true history that actually happened. It's just written down uh, in four different accounts. That's why we have the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, Luke, John, etc. And so all that to say, what what is a gospel in the first place? Let's start with the basics today. And, and then we'll get into kind of Mark and generalities before tomorrow we'll hit verse one. Okay, so this is the intro about the, the gospel question. What is the gospel? Well, it means good news. But when anytime you study scripture, you want to ask, what what's the genre? And so gospel is really its own kind of special genre as far as when you look at scripture. So you, you, you go to the newsstand, right? at the grocery store and you see like the, what is it? The national Enquirer's those weird kind of magazines. It's like UFO spotted, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you're, you're going to read that differently than when you look over and you see USA today or, or New York times or something, you know, the genre of both of those things is differently. Hopefully you know that the genre is different in those, or you're going to read a phone book differently than you'll, you'll read, you know, Harry Potter. You, you get the gist. So there's genre, and we want to ask that question. What exactly is the gospel, what the, the genre of the gospels? And so gospels, why we call it that instead of something else is because it's combining three genres into one. Uh, and so we have history, right? This, this really happened. That's one of the big positives of having four accounts of the gospel story is to prove that, wow. There's so many different accounts of this that all match up. That's showing the historicity, the, that this actually happened, the history 
uh, of the accounts. And so history, that's one of the genres. Then narrative, right? Narrative, you know, story is telling this happened, then this happened, this happened. And it someone might write to the events differently as far as if they're wanting to really make this part of the story pop or that part of the story pop. It's a narrative. And so it's written in a certain way. This happened, then this happened. And, you know, the, the whole thing when you study literature in third grade, it's like, you know, you have the plot and it, the graph and it goes up and there's conflict and then resolution and all that stuff. So it's narrative, it's history, and then it's also theology. Theology, in other words, things that are true about God, the study of, of God and, and doctrine, teachings. Uh, and so you're going to write things a certain way. If you're going to look at a systematic theology textbook, it's going to read differently. And so you, you really see, especially the Gospel of John, is really heavy on that side of it. It's 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 a lot like the theological uh, bent or a theological account. It's it's written in a certain way, and so that gets to the point of the unity of the gospels, but also the diversity. Like I was saying, those three different genres: you have history, you have narrative, and you have theology. The Gospel of John, what we call, is is more the theological one, and so. When you read that, you can kind of get spun out if you've read the other ones. Um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are often known as the synoptic gospels. In other words, they're they're seen together. Uh, they're synoptic. They're 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 parallel. And there's a whole study of textual criticism of these oral accounts. Who borrowed what from who? We're not going to get into that, but obviously, you see that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very very similar, and John is really different and it's the most theological and so when you read that you can kind of get spun out because john will actually he's writing for a specific purpose right so this is not wrong what he's doing and, and again a thing to be reminded by that this is verbal plenary inspiration in other words god's god is moving john along to write scripture this is inspired theonoustos god breathed scripture right so it's it's not wrong that he's doing this but the the writer of the gospel of john he's moving things around that aren't necessarily in chronological order to prove a point theologically to show themes of jesus's life in ministry and, and so that's what he's emphasizing in his gospel account it doesn't make it less of a history account doesn't make it less credible or anything like that that's just the way that that account is particularly written so then you go to the synoptics, the stand together ones. You got Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are pretty similar. You got Matthew, which is really what people, you know, they reduce this down. They call it like the Jewish gospel. In other words, it's written mostly directed towards a Jewish audience who would understand that Old Testament background and the Torah and all this different things that they would have learned in the temple that many Greeks and other Gentiles and that, and that, Palestine area had no idea, right? So, but the but it's obviously being written that account from expecting the audience to understand certain things, and so Matthew is really it's really well structured. It, it points out a lot of things that were promised that came to pass, kind of a thing, and so that that's that's Matthew in general broad strokes. Then you have Luke, which uh, is is the most thematic. You have all sorts of themes that you see. And, and you got to really pay attention to that book. It was commissioned by Luke uh, for Theophilus, who, who's basically doing a, a history account. And and Luke was the physician. We've heard that said before. And, uh, you know, he's writing, and it's mostly for, like, kind of a Gentile audience. 
Mark is kind of like that. And that's where we get to today. Mark's really the most dramatic of all of them. Uh, it's a lot shorter, so there's only 16 chapters in Mark, and it's got its own literary context. You see, it, it's all it's it's the most dramatic, right, of the four, and it and it says things like really fast paced. In fact, I was doing some research on this, and you see one of the most common Greek words in the book of Mark, and you'll notice this as you read it. it he's he's frequently saying like immediately. Jesus did this, and immediately he did that. And so that's really his favorite word. He uses it 42 times. And so it's almost like a almost like a screenplay or a, a news report, if you were to compare it to some equivalent now. They obviously didn't have those things back then, but that's kind of how it reads. And you see this in the in the use of the the Greek. So and, and that brings us to the the fact that Mark is written in less refined Greek. In other words, it's like the every man's gospel, right? That's not to put it too crudely. It's it's he he uses this this thing that's called the historical present. In other words, he's describing in present tense past actions. And if you translated it literally uh, into English, it would read kind of clunky. Uh, your your English professor or whatever would probably correct it. But verse uh, just as an example of a, the historical present tense, you see in chapter one. Uh, Jesus, so he he just got baptized, right? And then it, it, it says, now this is a literal translation, right? You're not going to see this in your NIV or even your ESV. It's just taking it word for word, literally. So you could read it like, and immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending on him. And so you see in English, we would call that verb tense disagreement, like, Immediately coming up out of the grave, he saw. So there's like present tense and then also past actions. And it, that's just how Mark reads. It's 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 kind of like a screenplay or a Michael Bay movie or something. So it's very action heavy. And so all that to say, hopefully we can get some more time uh, in the future to maybe do some more episodes on this, maybe offer some other things about that whole gospel question, why there's for the unity of them, but also the diversity of them and how that should encourage us to have more confidence in that, the fact that they're true. And so that leaves us today. I've tried to cover a little bit more in Mark. Um, at the end of the day, all of this is, is Mark is presenting the gospel and defending Jesus's universal call to discipleship. So put simply, we are called to action based on what we're reading and what took place. It actually happened. Now you got to do something with it. And what are you going to do with it? Well, that is what we hope to see. Uh, Reading scripture for yourself, most importantly, but in the sermon series as well as these episodes. And so thank you guys for listening to this intro today. I encourage you to start reading it for yourself and we'll pick up tomorrow through chapter one, verse one of the book of Mark. I hope you are going to stick with it with us and we will see you then on the next episode y'all have a great week and we'll see you tomorrow on the new vision podcast thank you for joining us today for the new vision podcast we hope that you have heard a word from the lord and that you can better walk today in light of god's word to find out more information about new vision we would love for you to follow us on instagram at new vision life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.